time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. The Dome, amongst Saints fans on TV, on Fox. <laughs> Things looked like they were about to go really well. That was the opening drive. That was the last time you see the score. It's not funny. Actually, it is. And it, I mean, look, here's the thing. <laughs> you know the Panthers gave them the ball. I mean, they threw an interception. Saints have it. And a chance to win the game. There, we all saw it, so you know what I'm talking about. Panther 35, first and 10, a buck 36. And I get it. All you have to do is just run three plays, kick a field goal, and you go. That's basically what the Saints did. Kamara left tackle, no gain. Carolina called a timeout to save some time. And then the Saints called the timeout. No one's talking about that. Why are you calling a timeout? That, that just goes again. To show the ineptness of this offense. What what are you calling a timeout for? What are you not doing during their timeout? Then, shotgun to Camara. Being creative. No game. And then, they call a timeout. Then you get a minus two carry. And then that puts you on third and 12, incomplete to Chris Olave. <laughs> you went backwards. You lost two yards of that entire drive, and then a field goal gets blocked. Gotta love Ed Daniels here, WGNL Sports. He, uh,. <laughs> In the post-game presser. Coach, can you explain what you were trying to do on that last offensive series? Well, we were hoping to be able to, to you know, convert the first down, get ourselves into a more manageable field goal uh, position. We got behind the sticks a little bit. We'd been rushing the ball really well. I think we were averaging four-point-something a carry, so uh, we felt like we could, we could run the ball a little bit. We felt like... Um, we could utilize some of their timeouts. We had a little bit of a misread there at the at the end in the ball to Alave. Um, it was it was a it was a sloppy series, um, and uh, and we didn't we didn't execute very well there. Yikes! Right here's Cam Jordan, and we'll get to Lee here, but essentially says the the game yesterday was that was the Saints season. Seemed to depict the the Saints season entirely. Um, Chances to score, we didn't. Chances to make a big play, a um, couple tackles, missed. Um, ebbs and flows, team never gives up, fighting. But when you let a team last till the end of the quarter, or end of the fourth quarter, and end up getting beat in the fourth, how many games have you seen that this year? There's, uh, Like I said, it just seemed like the games we lost, this is exactly how it happened. You let somebody who shouldn't have been in the race stay in the race, and that's how you end up losing. One more. Take it to the take it to the off season. Let this let this loss burn. There's nothing 
to be proud of going seven and ten. Um, not making the playoffs for the second time in a row. Let it burn. Let it let it stay in your mind. Let it simmer. Let it carry over into your workouts. Let it carry over into whatever you got to do to get your mind right. Um, take some time. Heal your body. And at the same time, let it let it be not even at the back of your mind. Let it be at the front of your mind. We have to be able to come in and take command from jump. You think about the entire season, what happens. Um, I think defense made some plays, but we, there, if there's plays to be made, we can always make more. I think, that, you know, early on this this first half of the season, we didn't have enough turnovers. I think early on, you know, whatever it was, um, we were working on some things. Second half of the season, you saw a completely different energy around the team, and that's the energy you need from jump. Um, not to finish the way we wanted. It's going to be irksome for a while. 32 net passing yards, a 33.3 completion percentage, 1.9 yards per passing play, two interceptions, and a passer rating for Darnold of 2.8. And Carolina won. Lee, thanks for giving us a call here, sir. What's up? Dust, man. You know, when you lay it out just now, it's pretty much, pretty much the microcosm of the entire year. You know, it's like, man, with those, those stats like that. I mean, I think the Patriots might have stats like that one year in the game, but it was up in Buffalo with all that wind, remember? And they just ran the ball. They just ran and ran and ran and ran it. And it, that was a game. That was in a game plan, though. We were in the dome at home, and we only scored seven points. And that, that, that the opening stuff, drive, man. Lee. The opening drive. You literally had three and two thirds of a game left. The opening drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was that was ugly. that was some ugly football. This entire season, man, it just to me, ugly, just ugly football. And I read a report yesterday where you know when they was talking about the Broncos uh, reaching out to the Saints. Uh, you know, uh, to, to speak with Sean Payton, and I, they was like, "Well, uh, well, we know a conversation was agreed on that the Saints wouldn't allow them to speak." I don't think that's necessarily the case because keep in mind, Denver does not have a first round pick because of the trade for Russell Wilson. They do. So they to they have do one. They have, have one. They have one in the Bradley Chubb trade. They do have a first round pick. Oh, they do. Okay. Okay. They do. Okay. I, I thought they gave it up because because of the Russell Wilson. Trade okay. Well, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Then okay. Um, it's just it just seems like to me. I don't know. Um, the Broncos maybe would be a good fit, but you also hear Sean Payne was like, well, you know, and, and that's purely a sweepstakes type of situation. Well, I don't necessarily don't think you wouldn't trade them trade to another team in the division. I'm just saying if it's going to be Carolina, Tampa, or, or Atlanta. The, the Saints got to absolutely fleece them. I, you don't trade to your division unless you get like um, three, two or three years of first round draft picks in return. You don't, you don't, you don't trade them to your division unless you get like the moon and the stars. Somebody else, you'd be like, okay, maybe a first or maybe a, a second or third, you know, and you spread them out over a couple of years. But I think with your division, oh, you get you get the next. Uh, Two or three years of first rounders, you know. You don't. You absolutely don't train to in your division unless you're getting a huge haul. So all it takes is two teams. 
to be interested in him to drive the price up. I get it. What's interesting is so, this. Ian Rappaport, two, three hours ago, the Broncos are also looking at defensive coordinators. They requested permission to speak with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Also, formally requested permission to interview 49ers defensive coordinator Namiko Ryans. He's a name that's being touched out there as a head coach. And Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. I just, I have a hard time buying they're going to go D coordinator with the money invested Absolutely and Russell not. Wilson. We know what that's about. We so know what that's I, about. I, that's about the Rooney rule. That's well, the Rooney rule. There you go. That's full effect. They, they have no intentions of bringing anyone in except Sean Payton. I'm telling you, it, 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 let the sweet speech begin. The Broncos was the first. Let's see how many other teams. I think Arizona, we're going to hear by Arizona in yep. the coming couple of days. We're going to hear by Arizona getting in the, in the hunt. And I'm just thinking some teams are like, well, you know, um, we like to have Sean Payton, but uh, we can't mortgage the whole future. I mean, we're going to have a coach without any draft picks. But that's what it's going to cost, man. That's what it's going to cost. You want a winning coach like that, you know, the Saints would be perfectly happy if Sean Payton said, okay, um, I want to come back to New Orleans. I mean, he had have to get on the uh, red carpet and explain to Ms. Benson why he wanted to leave in the first place. But I think that would be a conversation they could have, and he'll come back as, as the coach. I think, you know, I'm just saying from where I'm staying right now, um, I don't think he would come back to the Saints. But if there was a chance that he could come back to the Saints, I think the Saints leave that door open. I think that door's absolutely open. I, well, I, I mean. Uh, well, let, let, let me let me add this, because, again, Dennis Allen was speaking um, during this last hour, and Nick Underhill just tweeted, I'm going to go and try to get some of the sound for you. Dennis Allen said, all indications are that he will be coached next season, and Rappaport quote tweeted that saying, 7-10 and 10 overall, finishing the season, winning 3-4. With most of the season with the backup QB and losing Michael Thomas and a million injuries makes sense. I'm just telling you, I, I, I don't see that happen. I mean, that report from Jeff Duncan came from somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, it was, it was literally on the heels of Sean and Tom to New Orleans and immediately Jeff's piece. Nope. They're doubling down. He's back. They're looking at this as what you saw yesterday. The defense limited an offense in the NFL to essentially nothing and they didn't win. So there, I'm telling you, that building's looking at it as it's not Dennis Allen's fault or his defense's fault. It's the offensive fault. So I, I think that's well, what they're looking at this year. Well, that's, I'm, that's all well and good, but you can't, you can't play the backup quarterback card because well, you did that well, by choice. That's, you, you did I that 100% choice. agree with you. 100% agree with you. I mean, like, well, you didn't have to. I mean, James said he was healthy. Like I said, if anything, you throw him out there for a game after the bye, and then you go, well, hey. Um, but, again, it just goes to show you because they knew they were still in in, in position, right, right out of the bye. Even mm-hmm. after that loss for Tampa, they still had hope. You had to run the table. So when they put their – when it came time to putting chips on the table, they said, well, look, I if we can still get to the playoffs, then I'm going with Andy. What does that say about how he feels about Jameis? That that's I mean yeah. that that's crazy. But that yeah, that's what he absolutely. did. Absolutely, that's what he did. Well, I'm hey, gonna tell you right now, Dennis Allen come back. Jameis is not going to be. No, I, be that's, that's what I said earlier to Kenny. I I there's I I think he'll be released. Hey man, thank you for the phone Actually, call. Appreciate it, buddy. I guess. Thank you, Lee. Uh, Ben, give me your best ninety seconds to a minute twenty here, so we can get to Raphael over the next segment. How are you today, Ben? 
Yeah, it, it's very easy. Obviously, Dennis Allen's coming back, but that's this business, Benson's decision, which I think is the wrong decision. So, Carmichael gone. There's this really good offensive coordinator named Cliff Kingsbury that just became available, and he's free. You don't have to ask anybody to talk to him. Now, I think that it, everything that happened in Arizona wasn't Kingsbury's fault, but he and the rest of the NFL got on the Kyler Murray hype train when he came into the league. Now, he's a phenomenal athlete, but so far as focus, determination, preparation, work ethic, it's not there. And, and he, he says it's not there. I, I, don't like doing, I don't like doing film, you know. So, I mean, what's, why not we try to get Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. to rehabilitate the offense and maybe rehabilitate his career and go from there? That's not that. That's not the first time I've heard that for sure. Um, now again, I saw one, um, and I'll play this here coming up at the bottom of the hour. But essentially, Ian Rappaport this morning said he's not sure Cliff Kingsbury is going to be jumping back into coaching anytime soon. He says he thinks the next time we wouldn't be surprised if he sees him on his Instagram account in Ibiza um, for that. But I'll play that report coming up as well here at the bottom of the hour after Raphael. Look, I, I think everything is on the table. You call everybody and anybody to see, right? I mean, I'm looking at their video right now. Do you now. think Carmichael returns? No. No. Absolutely. I'm, I'm 100% agree with you about that. Yeah. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you for holding on, Ben. Rafael Esparza is next. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800 is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. And 
guest line, Mr. Rafael Esparza. I know you've had a busy weekend. The national championship game is tonight here as well. How are you tonight? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, it's a big old spread tonight over in uh, SoFi Stadium. 13, the Bulldogs are favored against TCU. No respect for them horn frogs. What what say you, sir? I kind of feel like taking the points here. I would say wait, because there's 13 and a half popping up as we speak. Uh, DraftKings has 13 and a half, Westgate, uh, Circa, BetMGM. So if there's a 13 and a half to, for an odds maker point of view and it's only 120 Central Standard Time, 14 could be just around the corner. So if you like TCU, I say wait. I don't think it's going to go back down. I think it's just going to keep on creeping up, especially here in SEC country. That just puked a little in my mouth. Uh, I would say look for, uh, if you look for about TCU, wait, because you might get that 14. Okay. Um, I think one of the things that is interesting to me about this game here as well is in terms of how, how they can co- compete, right? I mean, I look at that, that game last week and I thought TCU, the thing that stood out to me was they were just as physical as Michigan. Right, and and I know a lot of the talk has been about the physicality and the size and speed that Georgia has here as well, and and in quarterback, I I think you know Dugan is a guy that I think has the trust of the head coach, and you heard Kirby Smart after the game, you're like, I don't know about so so much about Stenson Bennett, you know? Yeah, I think Dugan's going to be the big key factor. Because his back to back games, I mean, he played well uh, against Michigan, and he played really well against the Big Twelve Championship, where he ran for a hundred yards. And through for over 100 yards. So he, I think tonight we're going to see Duggan probably have, he's going to need to do it with his arm and his legs uh, if he wants to keep this game close. And let's face it, I mean, I'm not just saying I, I'm rooting for TCU just because I don't like the SEC. I'm rooting for TCU because we would have the last two, probably last two big games, small schools beat big schools. Tulane beating USC, TCU beating Georgia. I think that'd be great for college football, great for college sports in general. Because not all these teams think, oh, SEC is just going to walk over and, and all that Pac-12, USC was just going to walk over Tulane. And then we have two small schools that uh, can win it. I think that's why I kind of want to watch TCU. It's going to help for recruiting for a smaller school. It's going to help for the portal for smaller schools. I think that's why I'm rooting more for TCU, not just because I don't like Georgia and the SEC. All right, so there you go. There's our college football coverage. Even though ESPN started about seven hours ago, they're day long. Pre-game show, so I'm oh, watching it right now. Couldn't believe um, that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a lot to try to talk here. All right, man, let's get to it. Uh, AKA Black Monday. Sean Payton says he doesn't like today. We've seen two dismissals already. Lovey Smith last night. I don't know if that's completely fair. I mean, I don't know anyone that could have quote unquote won there. And Cliff Kingsbury, which is more of our interest from this aspect of it, it's been linked to Sean Payton. Now the Cardinals fired Cliff who 10 months ago signed that contract extension through 2027. So he's got to check. He ain't got to do nothing. But here's an interesting stat that Adam Schefter tweeted. You know the Cardinals have never had a head coach, any coach, last longer than six years while the team has existed in over 100 years? Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Uh, I saw that, and I had to read it a couple of times. That was just nuts. So what do you think happens there? The GM is walking away. So the GM spot's available. And they've requested permission to look at some defensive coordinators. It looks like Perry and Rappaport Broncos doing as well. 
They've already spoken with Sean Payton. At least the owner has. No interviews can happen until the 17th. Of those two, legitimately, where do you think the interest level is with Sean Payton? I still have uh, Arizona as my favorite. And I don't think Den- I think Denver's out of it just because we all know Sean has already picked his defensive coordinator. He's already picked his other coaches. And a lot of those other coaches, I think, have already coached in Denver. Uh, so I don't, I don't see that fading well. I, I, I like the Arizona spots. I mean, let's face it. I think if if Tom Brady stays in Tampa, I think the only place he goes is the Raiders, or he retires. I, I don't see him coming to the Saints if Sean Payne, or he follows Sean Payne to Arizona. I think it's Raiders, Bucks, or he sits at home or and, and does TV. So it's going to be very interesting. I still think Arizona is a better landing spot for Payton than, uh, than I think Denver or all these other jobs. Unless, of course, unless the Rams opens up, uh, then we have to, uh, something interesting with the Rams or even the Chargers or even the Dolphins. Well, that's the other interesting aspect of this here as well in that over the weekend it came out, ah, McVay's kind of, I don't know if I want to coach anymore or not. Um, here's the thing though, I, I look at rosters and, you know, what's the best sort of fit there? I mean, the Rams have mortgaged the entire future to try to win now, which they did last year. They don't have that young quarterback. I don't know what kind of draft picks and stuff they have moving forward. Sure, they got SoFi, but I mean, the Chargers look in, in a much better position to win long-term there. So what do you think happens there? Because there's already a lot of chatter. Hey, McVay takes a year off. Then the Patriots go after Sean McVay and bring him up to Foxborough. Yeah, I, I can see that uh, happening. I, that, those two jobs, like, like Charger, I think the Chargers are safe. I don't think they're going to get rid of their head coach, even though you want that to happen and he goes there. But uh, the Rams could be very interesting. I think the Dolphins' head coach is safe. I just think it's all about the Rams because if he, if, if that case is opened up, that's a lot of difference. Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh would probably want to go back to California than go into Denver or stuff like that. Plus, we still have uh, other job openings. We still have a Carolina job that's open. So this is going to be very interesting. This is probably the first Black Monday that I think we're only going to see two head coaches fired, and I think uh, most of them are going to be fired in a couple of weeks or months in advance. So this is a kind of a weird Monday for the NFL. Normally, we have three, four, or five head coaches gone already. So that's interesting you, you say that because – you would think normally that would be, but you had dismissals during the season, which is kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, I mean, we've had some certain ones uh, gone already. I mean, Denver got rid of their head coach uh, in the beginning of the season. I mean, what about the Green Bay Packers? If, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, are they going to stick around? That head coach? Like I said, there's so many different scenarios that could be that could happen mm-hmm. uh, with with quarterbacks leaving. I mean, like I said, Tampa, Tampa. Uh, Green Bay. This is going to be a very, very, very interesting off season in the NFL. That's why I'm hoping just Baker Mayfield just signs with the Saints now, and I can just spend my Stop, summer. Stop, man! Come on, dude. Why, why do you want to give me indigestion at like 125 on a Monday? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> did you did you see one of his picks on Sunday? Did you see one of those picks? Did you? Uh, no, I I, I must have. Well, I must have went to refill my drink yeah. of water or something. Yeah. I missed that one. It basically, helped. Seahawks get <laughs> into the postseason. I mean, they could they could send him flowers for that interception he threw uh, to their DB. So when you take a look at it, the NFC is like this: San Francisco hosting Seattle Saturday three thirty, and on Sunday it's the Vikings hosting the Giants three thirty. 
And on Monday, the Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys, 7-15. How do you like the NFC shaking out there? Give my three winners. The buys, the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles didn't look good uh, yesterday. The quarterback's going to be question mark all, I think, all playoff long. But uh, the Monday night game is, I mean, really, do I really want to watch how bad the Dallas played yesterday versus how old Tampa looks? That's a horrible, horrible Monday. I know it's Tom Brady on Monday. Uh, at home, but uh, that's a bad, bad game to watch. I think it's going to be interesting uh, out there. I think it's all going to be key to that Monday night game just because it's Tampa Tom playing it. But, man, that's some ugly, ugly games uh, this weekend coming up. I do like San Francisco uh, take, putting it pretty easy to Seattle. Over in the AFC, the game on Saturday is the Chargers at the Jags, man. Seven fifteen. Let's just go there. What, what, a, what an effort there by Jacksonville. Look, the, that game against Tennessee, if they maybe have a little bit better QB, maybe they, they get that, that win. Um, but a win's a win for them, and, and it's a big step moving forward. It's, it's why people love the NFL. If you get good coaching, you make good draft picks, you, you, you have a chance to turn around quickly. Yeah, I think that's why I like the road team in this one. Even though, even though I know my brother-in-law is working right now, so he's not listening. He's a big Jags fan. I, I like the Chargers. Well, I, I, like I said, if the Tennessee had a better quarterback, they win that game, and they win that game pretty easily, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Herbert uh, uh, shreds Jacksonville uh, up. I mean, no disrespect, Jacksonville, a great season. Uh, they're finally moving in the right direction, but I, I'll take uh, Herbert over uh, the pretty Goldilocks of, of Jacksonville any day of the week. Okay, what if what, – what, what if... Saints fans speaking here. They look terrible. And Jacksonville beats oh, the Bears. Oh, Does Brandon Staley get the axe? No, Brandon Staley does not get the axe. That's why the Chargers win. Chargers probably make it to the Super Bowl. And you can never say that again. Ravens at the Bengals. That's an interesting one. Sunday night, 7-15. Yeah, I like the Bengals. I mean, the, the Ravens. Even if Lamar does play, he's not healthy. He still doesn't have a contract. Their offense has looked horrible. Uh, Cincinnati uh, easily. Uh, if there's a big blowout on Sunday out of the three games, it could be that one. Uh, I think the Bengals uh, easily win. Baltimore's offense is horrible. Talk about backing into the postseason. Roy's Miami Dolphins get in there. They still don't have a QB. They're running back as a broken thumb. They're at Buffalo. Is it just inevitable that the Bills will win Sunday at noon? There's a reason why that's the biggest point spread of the weekend. They're minus 11 at Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's, it, that's, it, that's, and that could be another ugly game. Not as ugly as Cincinnati was, but I think Buffalo, they, they go up big and then they start resting people. Because uh, I think they just, they just know that Miami won't be able to do anything on offense. All right, man. Got to hear it. Pelicans, Wizards. One and a half point favored Washington tonight. CJ should be back, likely ready to go. Still no B.I., though. Um, I kind of feel like this is almost like a must-win for the Pels, man. Uh, it is. I mean, Washington also has some missing pieces as well. It's a short number. Uh, Washington's only minus one, minus one and a half. Total, I thought it would be like around closer to 230, not 228 and a half. I think that creeps up. I like the Pelicans. I, just think, I think with CJ, which I don't mind him resting the other day, coming off back-to-back games. He played a lot of minutes. I didn't mind him resting last game. That's why he comes out and balls well. I like the Pelicans on the road against uh, the Mystics, Wizards, whatever you want to call them. Rafael, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Aaron Rodgers, 6-1 uh, to, to go to the Saints. Uh, that's, why I, that's why I made them. The odds will be up shortly.
Six to one. Six to one. Who's the offensive coordinator? Ooh, for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good. I, I, that's an interesting problem. I might have to look at that one. We had the a mayor, caller, Mayor, mayor Cottrell. We had a caller just now say Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think he coaches? No, he's going to sit out. And if he does coach, I think he goes back to college. Okay. There you go. Take it easy. Have a great week. There he goes, Rafael Esparza. Oh, boy. Buddy, do I dare give bad news to Saints fans? When we come back from break, open phone lines. Do I dare give you bad news? I can say this. It's not P. Carmichael's coming back. Because I think some Saints fans would consider that as bad news. That's that's not the news I'm giving you. But I don't know how you can look at this as a positive. Uh, it's the Sports Hangover. We'll do that next on ESPN New Orleans. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Let me guess. Unknown caller. You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. People with laptops, they want to be smart. No, I want to be portable. I didn't portable. say anything. I want to be portable. You have a phone. Yeah, you got What's a phone, man. It's the same thing. Stop. A phone is a computer. It's the yeah, same thing. The reason people are always on their phones is not a phone. Oh, it's God. a computer. It's I'm taking technology advice from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. What is this tweeter thing? <laughs> GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. So head coach Dennis Allen of your New Orleans Saints book for 32 minutes. I will uh, do my best to try to get you some sound from that. If not, we'll have all that tomorrow. We still got a lot of sound from yesterday um, to get to. However, the bad news that I'm giving you to. Uh, remember the Saints did take a timeout after Carolina took a timeout? It was because Trevor Penning suffered an injury. Dennis Allen saying that he suffered a Liz Frank injury in his right foot. The previous injury had that required surgery within his left foot. And Penning will now have surgery again. Similar to Cesar Ruiz and quarterback Taysom Hill last week, among others. 
last season. Um, triplets, Mike Triplets, New Orleans Football, tweeting that he spoke to Cesar Ruiz about his surgery recovery today, had screws inserted, didn't break or tear anything, said he expects to be out of his boot in five weeks, then expects to be back by training camp, if not sooner. Henning's surgery will just be a couple weeks behind that. So I guess you're hoping he'll be ready for training camp. I Look, I... It just stinks. The guy just got back. And now he's... Now you got double foot surgeries. He just ended his first year. I mean... <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I, if you go the route of trading picks and cash for a veteran quarterback that didn't work somewhere else and not investing that in your lines, offensive and defensive lines, you're setting yourself up for failure in a couple of years. Your offensive line's banged up. I mean, there isn't anybody on that line that didn't miss games. I, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen next year or they're healthier next year. But, again, I, I said it back on Thursday and Friday last week. Ryan Ramchick, I don't think he's been healthy for a year and a half. He didn't do any OTAs. Most of training camp, the game days off during the season every Wednesday, and the guy was still injured. Riding a bike against Philadelphia in the opening drive. That's just tough news. That's It was the last drive of the game. Last drive of the game. Liz Frank. Saints players don't just, it's like the Pels. They don't just like sprain an ankle. They miss weeks and months. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It really honestly is. Now, all of that too was about Dennis Allen talking about not having a first round pick. His response is, I like the two picks we got. I like the two picks a lot. And that's Penning and Alave. I, I like them too. I like them too. Um, and if the plan would have gone according to plan, where Thomas is healthy, Landry is healthy, the guy you thought was going to be your starting quarterback worked out, maybe you're not thinking about it. We're thinking about it a lot more now because none of it worked out. And you don't have that first round pick. Again, going back to the reports over the weekend though, the Broncos reached out, got, and then eventually did speak to Sean Payton. And Ian Rappaport tweeted, the Broncos are understanding that it will cost at least the first round and then more. And they're okay with that. They're still in the ball game. I think was the exact quote. They're still in the game. So teams know, teams do know, that if you want Sean Payton, you're going to have to pony up a first. The Cardinals have the third pick overall. They fired Cliff Kingsbury this morning. The GM has walked away. They now need a GM and a head coach, and they have the third pick overall. So something to keep in mind, on uh, in mind that is. Dennis Allen was asked also per Mike Triplets a series of questions why Winston never got another shot. Said he feels team has good enough evaluation on him. Said at first injury held Winston back. Then they felt Dalton gave a better chance to win, but open to questioning since they didn't win enough. 
Man, I got to tell you, that's something that you're going to have to sit down across from me. Now, again, maybe Mickey feels the same way, but that good enough evaluation on him? Man, I that that's, that's something that does con- concern me about Dennis Allen, if you ask me. Understands he's going to be open to question because they didn't win enough. Yeah, again, you go back to what Brian said. I mean, if your quarterback is not losing you games, is that necessarily the best option for you, though? Can he win it? Can he win you a game? And I just go back to the very beginning of this. If you thought Andy and Jameis were identical, or Andy can give you the best chance to win, why wasn't there a quarterback competition then? It's baffling to me. We had enough evaluation on him. When he was hurt? That's your evaluation? I I don't know, man. They got some question marks, I'll tell you that. This was Andy Dalton talking about his future in New Orleans. Yeah, you know, I have really enjoyed my time here in New Orleans. I feel like working with this group of coaches, being on this team with this uh, this group, I've I've had a lot of fun this year. And so, uh, as this off season gets going, um, we'll kind of let the whole process take care of itself, and um, there'll be communication back and forth, and we'll just see how it goes from there. Dalton on the season. Yeah, you know, obviously this isn't. When I signed to come here, um, the expectation wasn't to play. And then when I got my opportunity, you know, I, I felt like I was ready. I felt like I took advantage of it. I felt like I, um, I, I helped this team and I, I put some good stuff out there that allowed them to continue to have faith in me as to be the guy leading this team, leading this offense. And so I think what we're going to do now that the season is over, we're going to look back and this today was another perfect example of it and look back to the several plays in the games that we lost that we could say, man, if we would have made that play, if we would have made this one play, then the game would have been a whole lot different. And that's the reason why we're sitting here at seven and 10, not in the playoffs. And I think just kind of moving forward in the mindset that we have to have, we have to find ways to win those close games. Because the good teams that make it to the playoffs are winning those games. And, you know, for me, I'll do the same thing. I'm going to go back and look at everything that I did this year. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that I felt like I did really good. And there's going to be a couple things I'm going to say, you know what, I uh, I can play smarter at certain times. Back to the phone lines we go. Brian, we, oh, we'll go to you next. You're on the on-deck circle. Patrick, what you got for us, sir? Hey, what's up, Gus? How are you doing? Doing well, man. I actually went to the game yesterday. Okay. Um, look, man, I, it, it, it baffles me that y'all are still talking about the quarterback situation. You know, I, I, I would have much rather have seen, seen Taysom play. You need to put the ball in the guy's hands. But, you know, we saw Jameis. Obviously, the Saints coaching staff saw a lot more. 
Andy Dalton played extremely well for 33, 35-year-old quarterback. Um, you know, his, his, his rating is high. If you, if you, if you go by the numbers, I mean, how many drops did, did the wide receivers commit? I, I have no idea, like, what game y'all are looking at or, or games and in, 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 in why you would be so verbal in, in, you know, fighting for Jameis Winston. Um, Jameis was it has been in the league for a long time. His teammates told you in the second game what they thought of Jameis. He can't read defenses. He's going to turn the ball over. Um, the Saints are a fragile team, and Andy Dalton. It's a shit. He did a really good job. He's not getting any credit, and I'm not his agent. Well, hello. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I look. Like I said. No, I think – here's what I'm getting at. I, I think with both quarterbacks, they're give and takes, right? Like, yeah. I, I do think, and I said during training camp, Andy delivers an accurate ball. He will run your offense. He's a perfect backup right. in case you need him to go in there and do that. The thing that Jameis can do that Andy cannot do is a little bit more mobile, can escape the pocket, extend plays a little bit more. He has an arm that can push the ball mm-hmm. down the field, and he has a lively arm to be able to make some throws. And – can do that. I mean, he just can. And I, I guess what I'm yeah, saying but, is, I, and, and I know we can look at it and say, well, he has a history and he's been in the league and, you know, you have the past and all that, but he played last year, held back a bit, and was comparable enough and, and at the very least did what Andy did this year, right? Like, well, he did win well, more games than lose any, and I, I'm just saying in this well, season, when you go into this year thinking that he's going to be your quarterback and he plays in the first game and clearly – it was a precursor of things to come because the offense looked like it hadn't practiced, right? Which a lot of it oh, was. He, he, you didn't have your oh. full complement of the offensive line. You didn't have all of that. Oh. When they got it going and got it together, you saw the potential. But in that game, he got hurt. Yes, uh, Thomas got okay, hurt. Look. Kamara got hurt. So I'm just saying, like, we never really saw. Like, I don't think you can look. I mean, Dennis Allen saying no, we saw enough evaluation on him. I, did we see an evaluation with him with the rest of the team in the season? I I I I can't agree with that. That's just me. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he's great, but can you say I'm you seeing, saw a fair evaluation with him this year? Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. Well, this year and years past, yeah. But the, look, year, I, dude, I, years I, past I, was I, not I, last I, year, and it's not this year. The, I mean, I I, I know we want to like keep lumping what he's been in the past and what this person's been because if that's the case. If we're going with years past, well, can't you say that about any of the quarterbacks they're going to be traded for or that teams may want this year, such as Garoppolo, who his team literally traded somebody else for and didn't want him? Oh, we gonna, I, can we not I say that about Carr? Can we not say that about some of these other guys? No. Baker? No. I mean, I, I wouldn't even put Jameis Winston on, on in the same group as Carr or Garoppolo. I mean – you know, Jameis threw for 5,000 yards, but how many times did he put the ball in the air? That was a really bad team. And, you know, if, you, if you're behind, you're chunking the ball. And one, one thing with Jameis, after that Atlanta game, and I called you, he said in an interview after the game, once they threw out the game plan, he felt more comfortable. And, and I told you everything that you, you needed to know or that we, we needed to know. Is, is that he just wanted to freestyle? 
he, he doesn't fit within the game plan. But, you know, all, all, all this is, is, is moot. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, the game I saw yesterday, we, we are in desperate need of an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, Dennis Allen should probably go, but that's not going to happen. And really, all, all the fault with the team lies on Mickey Loomis in, in, the, in, the, in the people in the front office. I'm not sure about Jeff Ireland. Right. Yeah, he, he seems to do a good job. But, you know, the Eagles have a number nine. A number nine to move up to get Chris Olave, who's, who's a great pick. But you don't give up that. You know, they, they rolled the dice, and you know what? They got burned yesterday. They, the Saints have so many problems. And, and Sean Payton, you know, hopefully he, he goes to Arizona and the Saints get the, get the three or four, whatever it is. I wouldn't take anything less. But, you know, as Eric Asher would say, they'll probably get fleeced. Well, the good and thing about it, it I got I to hit the break, but the good thing about it, I got I to hit the break, but the good thing about it is we already saw a report, Patrick, that um, for me and Rappaport, that the Broncos are understanding yeah. that it's at least a one and more and that they're in the ballgame. So every team that calls Mickey Loomis understands <laughs> that it's at least their first-round pick. So that does make me sleep better if I'm a Saints fan, knowing that every team that picks up the phone knows it's at least a first-round pick already. So there you go. Look, it's hard being a Saints fan. No, I I've, 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 oh, I expect I've, the worst. I hear you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Brian, you're next. Out of this breaks the sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. It's Gus Gell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the Enview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. And you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. The Dominique Foxworth Show. I believe that most quarterbacks and probably more players are failed than the players themselves not being good. It's the coaches and the situation failing them. I was just thinking that we should start the Shanahan test or the Andy Reid test. When we start talking about players stink or players are bust, especially offensive players, just ask yourself, what would he look like in San Francisco or in Kansas City? Check out the Dominique Foxworth Show anywhere you get your podcast. 
How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Brian, thanks for holding on during the break, sir. How are you? Hello, Brian. I'm doing well. What about you? Oh, there he is, Brian, who's likely a mile high out west. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I mean, I moved to Colorado. <laughs> all of a sudden, you get Russ and Sierra, followed yep. by Coach Prime. And all of a sudden, the rumors pop up. Guess who wants to, you know, you know find a little real estate in the Colorado mountains? <laughs> how is oh, that, life is good. How, how is that being received over there about the possibility of Sean Payton? Well, if you just knock out Benjamin Albright, everybody else seems to be ecstatic simply because the ownership wants to swing for the fences and get a big name. They do not want an up and coming coordinator. Don't they? Don't want that. You know, from what I'm, you know, from what I'm hearing in the Denver area, these guys want a big name. They want a proven coach, and who better than Sean Payton? Jim Harbaugh is the other name that's been floated out there. But when you compare the two, you have Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. one of you know Super Bowl championship as a player, has done squad douche as a coach. Yeah, he got there, but he hasn't won it. And Sean Payton, on the other hand, Super Bowl winning coach that has a quarterback system that's going to be friendly to what Russell Wilson wants to do. I think the choice is clear if it can happen, and that's why Denver has openly said, we know what the Saints want and we're willing to match it. What, what do you make of them also looking at a couple of defensive coordinators like DeMarco Ryan and D'Amico Ryans and things like that? Do you think it's just trying to, to go about the they're, rule? They're, they're not hiring a defensive coach. Okay. They can cut it out. I mean, you had Jim Tom Sula, you had John Fox. They don't want that. They want offense. That's the, that's the name of the game. Uh, that's the reason why they hired Nathaniel Hackett that, and they thought they would get Aaron Rodgers. Right. But, it, you know, they want an offense because they have what they need on defense. They have a top-five defense already there. You know what they couldn't do this year? Score points. They didn't have an offense that was able to do it. And with the altitude out here in Colorado, it makes sense for you to want to put up points in abundance because once that defense gets an offense on their heels, that's no stopping that. So I think they want an offensive coach, and I think they'll find one. You know, it's interesting. Um, we've been talking a lot this morning, Brian, about what to do with, with the team and moving forward and roster evaluation, things of that nature. I text you as it was happening last night. Marcus Davenport, I mean, first off, Peyton Turner is a healthy scratch. That's a first-round pick at defensive end. Marcus Davenport gets thrown out of the game. Scott Kushner tweeted this yesterday um, about a interview that he was doing for – in preseason, where he said Dennis Allen made a comment last week during his production meeting with the Saints preseason broadcast team that opened my eyes. Asked how defensive and Marcus Davenport's absence affected his defense, Allen told the crew, matter of factly, the same way it would any team that didn't have its best defensive player. Um, he finished the season with a half a sack, and we could argue if he got benched or not in Philly, got tossed yesterday. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. I when I hear that or I, I get reminded by that by Scott's tweet that he that he felt that going into the season. I, I've heard Cam say that he does things on film that we don't I, I hear you. But if he thinks that's his best defensive player, maybe now I'm not surprised why he never envisioned Chauncey as a safety. This is bothering me. Simply from a standpoint of if it was any like if I told you Dennis Allen was a rookie head coach. Maybe, just maybe, I'd be able to kind of go along with a lot of the nonsense that he says, you know, post-game and all this. But this is a guy that had four years of experience before he got the job. And if you listen to him talk, 
You wouldn't know that. Like, he's almost delusional out there. If Mark, if, if you believe, sincerely believe, that's your best defensive player, I don't know how the hell you're one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL because you're delusional. The guy shows up once every blue moon, and the reason why he showed up last year in that nine and a half is because it was a contract year for him. Gee, I wonder what happens, you know, during a contract year for any NFL player. Of course he's going to show up. And all of a sudden now, when he realizes, I am not going to be able to get the money that I want from New Orleans, the best thing for me to do is get out of New Orleans. Because, yeah, Jacksonville may give him the money. You know, Arizona may give him the money. But the Saints weren't. I think he, you know, cut off his pinky. Basically, you've got just about the same amount of sex as you have pinkies. A half. It's not working. And he's not going to be able to do it here in New Orleans. I think he's lazy. He's always been that. He's unproven, even after five years. And he's a guy that has always been a little off if you talk to him. I, I don't think they need that in the locker room. And if that's your best defensive player, then what the hell is Marshawn Lattimore? Well, I, or DeMario Davis? Or saying. Cam Jordan? I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know if he was trying to say that one of his I, – I, he's not even the best defensive lineman. I just – Dude, he's not even I, the best guy I, in his position. Like I on, literally on the right I side. Had to, that. I had to double take that. I wait, but I want to get your opinion of what he said today because we we had Patrick call and, and Patrick is and, an idiot. Well, so you can continue. Well, but Patrick stop, is an idiot. Stop. But hear me out. And for those that didn't understand what I was saying or hear what I was saying, Mike Triplett uh, uh, tweeted. Dennis Allen was asked a series of questions why Winston never got another shot. Said he feels team has had good enough evaluation on him. Said at first, injury held Winston back. Then they felt Dalton gave a better chance to win, but open to questioning since they didn't win enough. I will just I will ask you this question. Do you think Jameis Winston was fairly evaluated this year like Dennis Allen says? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It couldn't have been a fair evaluation because for the majority of the time, you didn't have the rest of the players, and you got hurt game one, week one. Fourth quarter comeback, you get hurt, you go into the medical tent, you come back, I don't know what they gave him. Maybe they gave him some micro, you know, micro secret sauce. He comes back out, they you know, have this miracle comeback, and he's never the same player afterwards because in the early part of the season, the offensive line was absolutely horrible. Whoa, boy, the more things change, the more they stay the same because the offensive line, as of week 17, was still horrible. Like I said, I, I just see that. I'm I just – because, look, I go back to that Thursday when you called and you and General D had a, a lively discussion and you're like, name me a game, and you, I guess you're still waiting that Andy Dalton has won for you. And, and I guess that's my thing. It's not even as, as much as a rip of him. It's more of a can you make plays. And and Sam Darnold, he, threw, he had 21 yards passing or something like that before that last drive, 22 yards. And then he had 21 on that one completion, but he had a couple of first downs with his legs. He made plays, and, and that's that's what you're saying. Like, you're not saying he's, you know, Pat Mahomes or top 10 in the league, but can your guy, when the line breaks down, when there's no protection, when your running back whists on the blitz pickup, can you make a play? And that's what I don't understand here. It's like, see if the guy can make you a play. I mean, you thought he was your starter at the beginning of the year. I, I'm just, I'm baffled, man. There has to be something more to that, and that makes me question the man. That makes me question: is is it is it personal? Is it a grudge? I mean, what that that I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy to me. I think it's become personal. I think Jameis broke violation one rule one, in which he spoke to you know in public about the idea of you're not supposed to lose your job because of injury. 
And I think Dennis Allen put him in a doghouse after that. So even if Andy Dalton would have absolutely imploded afterwards, Jameis was never going to get that spot. We might have seen Taysom, which I doubt very seriously, because there was no way that guy can play quarterback either. But it would have still been the same situation. Jameis wouldn't have gotten a fair shake, and he's not going to get a fair shake. This is what I know. Irrelevant to what Patrick thinks, and whenever he puts the bottle of the, you know, the drugs down, maybe he'll bubble up and he'll realize this. I watched Jameis Winston play under control with Sean Payton. Now, it may not have been pretty, but it was effective. He basically was Andy Dalton last year. So you can't tell me Jameis was fairly evaluated this year after one week's worth of play in which he injured four vertebrae in his back and then later injured his foot. So how, when did he evaluate him? While he was in the medical tent? That's when he got the, you know, I mean, I don't know when. I got the sound bite, uh, thanks to New Orleans at football. They posted it on Twitter. I will play that when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. 